Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Hey everyone, and welcome to Elijah Streams. Today's Wednesday, February 14th, 2024. I'm your host, Kelsey O'Malley, filling in for Steve Schultz as he is away this week in Uganda. We're pre-recording today's episode, but happy Valentine's Day. Maybe you don't necessarily celebrate Valentine's Day, but you know, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever shall believe in him will never perish, but have everlasting life. God loved us so much that he sent Jesus that yet why we were still sinners, Jesus died for us. So we can celebrate today that nothing will ever separate us from the love of God. Hallelujah. And I'm just so excited to um, smile whenever I think about about God's love because it's just all consuming, overwhelming. So maybe today is like, oh, I lost my loved one or my spouse, or I don't really have anyone to celebrate with. But let me just tell you that God's love will never, ever leave you. So be encouraged today. and just receive God's embrace over you. All right, well, my guest today is David Herzog, and I'm so excited to be on with David because I followed him for a long time. Me and my husband uh, follow him and his wife's ministry, and Steve has always gotten to host David, and I'll laugh because Julie will send me the people of who I'm going to be hosting, and and when she sent me David Herzog, I told my husband, I'm like, yes, I get to interview David because we just uh, love his ministry and him and his wife so, so very much. So I'm very excited to have him on. He's going to be sharing with us some testimonies of international crusades, um, some healing testimonies, things that he's witnessing all over the world and where we're at right now on God's prophetic timeline. It's going to be an awesome show. But before I bring on David, you know, every day across the world, um, People make the choice between contaminated water or no water at all. Uh, Your giving to Elijah Streams is offering a new choice, safe drinking water. Join us in helping provide that possibility to those who desperately need it. Every day, people in Africa are faced with an impossible decision. Dirty water or no water at all. No one should have to make that choice. Together, we can help by providing clean water wells. Donate online at ElijahStreams.com slash donate or mail a check today to Elijah Streams, 525 2nd Avenue Southwest, Suite 629, Albany, Oregon, 97321. Thank you again so much for partnering with us. You are so, so very generous. And if you feel led today, you can go online to ElijahStreams.com slash donate, or you can mail in your gift to the address on the screen. And again, we just wholeheartedly say thank you. And I know we're going to hear fresh new testimonies when Steve gets back of things we haven't recorded before. Um, And it's just really going to bless us seeing all that God's doing uh, through your generosity. So thank you so, so very much. All right, my guest today is the founder of David Herzog Ministries, along with his wife, Stephanie. He is an author. He is an evangelist to many, many nations, and he's also hilarious. So you're in for a treat today. Please 
help me welcome my guest, David Herzog. David, welcome to the show. Were you always the class clown in your Great school? Great to be here. Uh, I think it just progressively got more and more and got worse as I got older. As I got the Holy Spirit and you know all the pressures of life, it just makes you laugh at everything. Yeah, yeah I just think you're one of the funniest ministers that I know. I mean, honestly, you're just, I think you're just naturally hilarious. It's probably uh-huh. easy to you to just be funny, but so, so excited to have you on today. Um, well, God has a, a sense of humor. I tell churches when I go sometimes, when they're a little stiff, I go in there, I look at them, they're just looking at me like this. So I'll go, you know, I'll prove to you biblically that God has a sense of humor. So they're like, okay, prove it. <laughs> I go look in the mirror. And then, you know, usually they're happy or not so happy. And then I tell them, well, I have the gift of faith that you'll get over it because I'm leaving on a flight after this. You know, it's it's fun. It's so fun. And it's good so some, for people to laugh. They're so serious. You go to these pastor's meetings and they're very, I'm a super apostle, bishop. Da, da, da. I'm like, don't take yourself so seriously. And they're like, why not? I said, nobody else does. <laughs> So, you know, just rejoice that we're in God and we're saved. That's the thing, you know. Amen. Amen. I love it. I love it. I think it's hilarious. Um, Man, you had me busting out laughing one time. We were watching you a couple weeks ago and you were telling people you pray for, you have an amazing healing gift uh, on your life and you're telling people to run around the room for their miracle and it was for weight loss and you said that funniest remark it still cracks me up when i think about it you were like if you just did this more you'd you'd continue to yeah, yeah, if you run every day like this like, as a running i go you know you do this like an hour a day also you can lose some weight <laughs> it's just it's awesome it's so it's so fun to have fun with god and uh, see what he's doing and i mean how can you not smile um you know god is uh, bobby connor says jesus is the happiest man that ever lived oh totally. and I, I totally agree with that. So, yeah. all right, you're going to share with us today about what's been going on in the nations um, and in crusades and healings and deliverances and what God is doing right now. So let's start with, um, you were recently in Argentina, right? Yeah, we just got back like a couple, not even a week, some days ago. Oh, there you are. There I am. And Stephanie, my beautiful Stephanie. And we did uh, three nights there in, in Buenos Aires. That's a really uh, bad neighborhood drugs, prostitution. I mean, the pastor told me sometimes altar calls, they put their guns on the altar. So it's a really, the really needy area. And even the past revivals of Argentina never hit that, that part of Buenos Aires, I found out. Mm -hmm. So it's it's an area that really needed and thousands got saved, mass deliverances, mass healings and miracles. And, you know, you go to a poor area, they're desperate and the glory of God shows up and they see the power of God. It's, it's not too hard. You know, it's right. The gospels preach to the poor, you know, when the poor, and the needy see that, that's, you know, it's, it's great. We loved it. People are so great. When you there. talk about the glory of God coming and can you explain that a little bit more? Yeah. Um, what yeah, do you mean by that? Yeah. So a lot of times I, I've seen different types of evangelism, but, you know, just in the gifting only, sometimes it's strong anointing where everyone's, they're laying hands on everybody and that's good. But the glory is, is another dimension where it's coming from outside of you. It's not coming, it's not even your own gifting and anointing. It's the mm-hmm. glory of God hovering over an entire place. And when that happens, people in the very back to the front can be instantly healed, uh, wh- whether or not you lay hands on them, witches are getting delivered in the back, the front. Even the dogs are running around. These little stray dogs are loving. They just kept coming to the meetings, wagging their tails. They could sense oh some of goods going. It was so cute. And they would just sit there. Uh, they were like soaking. They knew that, okay, this is good. You know, this is the glory of God. 
wagging their tails all happy. I don't know if they got saved, but but they attended all the meetings. <laughs> I don't I don't know if they got saved, but they went home happy to to yeah. their little uh, owners. That's fed and everything. They were, they were good, you know. But yeah, so yeah, the glory of God is is the you know you sense a tangible presence in the atmosphere, and that's the difference. Like Charles Finney, when he'd go to a place, one of the keys was of course prayer. He had a guy go mm-hmm. in advance and pray and fast for weeks, and when he would wow. show up on the train. Farmers would feel the presence of God and the glory miles ahead as he was coming in and they'd drop on their knees and start repenting of sin. They didn't even know who he was half the time. So so that's that's the end time glory where whole cities can be saved, whole nations can be saved. And I think it, it, in America, we, we think the man of power for the hour, it's beyond a man or woman. It, it's God wants him to just do it where we've had times where we just show up and they got healed on the way to the meeting. They didn't even oh, they weren't even goodness. saved. But they came within proximity and the glory of God hit them. So this is what we're talking about. The glory. So I call it glory evangelism mm-hmm. where, you know, because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Not necessarily a healing, a miracle word. Deep down, they're looking for that glory. And when they're in the presence of that glory, immediately their hearts start yanking. They're like, whoa, that's this is what I've been looking for. And now healing can get their attention, but the glory gets them to salvation. Because you can go on the street and lay hand on some drug addict and he gets healed. And he mm-hmm. keeps like, well, thank you. Now I'm going to go sin with a good back. You know, like I'm going to go party all night and take drugs. But don't you want to go to church? Don't you want? No, no, but thanks. Because it was just it was just a healing, a gift. Mm-hmm. You do that with the glory. Here comes the conviction of sin, the love, the presence. They start crying. They're like, man, I'm a mess. I, I need what you have. That's the glory that, that shifts wow. them into salvation. So how do you how do you start to operate? Or how did you in your own ministry, like, was that always on your life or did a certain situation happen and then that came upon your ministry? Does it happen every crusade? So early days, I, I moved to the mission field. I was operating an anointing, gifting, and I think I came in and out of glory, but I didn't notice. I, I just like, oh, this is powerful. Other times it's just, I'm doing a lot of the work, the Lord's blessing it. I'm not me doing it, the anointing on my life. And I met Ruth Ward Heflin. She's a, I call her the apostle of the glory, a prophetess that was from Ashton, Virginia. And we met her, our whole life changed. It was like we were catapulted into another dimension of the glory of God. Her, her ancestors were at the Azusa revival, her mom, all the different, wow. they have a history of revival. So she taught us on the glory, just being around her, preaching with her, and something shifted. And when I'd go back to the mission field, I'd go back to preach, everything changed. I pray differently. I, I minister differently. I mean, everything started to change. And wow. it's like when they got the Ark of the Covenant, they couldn't operate the same as before. They were anointed to do the priestly duties and, and God mm-hmm. used it. But when the glory filled the temple, it says the priest couldn't even get in the temple. It was a different <laughs> operating or they tried to fix the wheel and the guy got electrocuted. You know, like he thought it was a Tesla or something. And it, it, <laughs> he thought he could fix this one new technology. You know, it's a new glory. So new glory. There's a new way of operating in the glory. You know, Acts 2, they lay hands on everybody. We still lay hands. But Acts 4, mm-hmm. now the Lord now stretch out your hand to heal. And it mm-hmm. says the next chapter, Peter's shadow healed the sick. So there was yeah. another dimension of the glory. And I think as we get more and more in the end times and we got to speed up the harvest, we, we need God's glory to just blast and sat. And I teach in all, a lot of our books and conferences how to get in the glory personally, corporately, yeah. as a city, a church, a nation. And, and, you know, so the more we aim towards that, it's like the nuclear option. You know, if, if you the mm-hmm. glory hits a place, you're going to get mass deliverances, even if you're not saying come out in Jesus name. They just start they just start manifesting because wow. they can't be in heaven's realm. So instead right. of going one on one on one, how old are you? What's your name? How many years have this demon been here? 
you know, my name is Gertrude. I've been here four years. I like skiing, surfing, and uh, boating. No, that's not, that takes too long, you know. But the glory comes, this is like, it could be mass, you know. I need you to do a whole show on how to operate in that glory and have it come upon your life. And I'm sure there's many things that you and Stephanie, you know, it's not like you can just live however you want. And I'm sure there's many things we can talk about, which a lot of people don't want to hear, which is giving up certain things and oh. hours in prayer and fasting and all of those things. But I would love to do a show on that because uh, many people want to, they want to see that happen. They want to see where they go to a prayer meeting, just their local Bible study. And it's like all of a sudden that room is just not the same. Well, what was, it wasn't, I was never praying for like power. What happened was I mm -hmm. just said, I did a six month revival in France. It was the longest revival in 50 years. And I was so desperate for more of God because I poured out so much. I felt emptied. And then I, I, I pulled out of the revival. I thought, okay, this is good enough. I sought the Lord. I said, Lord, there's got to be a greater glory. I want to be closer to you. I want more of you. And that's kind of what catapulted me into the, I wasn't praying for more miracles, even more souls. I was just like, I just want more of you. There's got to be more than what I'm seeing, even though it was awesome. And then mm -hmm. from that prayer, I fasted, but it wasn't about fasting per se. It was just hunger. Like, yeah. and then it led me to Ruth Heflin and other places. And then I got this new impartation, a, a new understanding. Mm -hmm. So it was a combination of desperation for more of God. And in that, I stumbled upon the glory realm and then the revelation of the glory. And when I go back out to preach, I wasn't thinking miracles or signs or I was just like, man, there's something new in my life. I got yeah. to preach like I always did. And unusual things would start to happen. Not just healings, but creative miracles, body parts recreated, signs and wonders. People getting saved, Muslims getting saved, atheists. There was a, something was happening. Mm -hmm. I wasn't necessarily doing anything different in the meetings per se, but I, I was carrying something different because of the desperation and the hunger and the impartation. So yeah, we could do a show on that. And then, it just, and that's why I spent a lot of time teaching people how to be, how to move in that realm of glory because it's an accelerator. You know what you can do in the anointing, you can do way faster. You know, I should lay hands on every single person, but you're in a three hundred thousand people in Pakistan. You're not going to lay hands on three hundred thousand people. You, right. You moving in the mass glory and let the angels start in God's hand. So it's a and the goal is the souls. Your goal isn't necessarily heal every single person because mm -hmm. they can go to church later and they can get healed. But you need to get them saved because that's their shot to be saved. Yes. So again, it's a tool. Healing's a tool. But the goal there is so it depends on what your audience is and what your goal is. You know? Yeah. Talk about impartation really fast, because if I if I just show up at a meeting and like, let's say, say I come to one of your meetings and I'm like, Okay, I, I want an impartation. Like, how do impartations practically and actually work? Yeah, it's well, I'll, I'll tell you what it's not. It's not in a lot of charismatic meetings where they go, oh, we're going to do a fire tunnel and we're going to declare double portion impartation to everybody. I mean, you don't know if a witch is in that thing. You don't know if someone <laughs> living in sin. Like, eh, that's true. I see you go double, triple. Like, that's not how it works. It, I mean, how many people have gone through that and they were double whatever, whoever prayed for them? Probably not. I haven't seen mm -hmm. many like that. So, well, look at Elisha. He served Elijah. He honored him. He, he, he was taught by him. He, so to really, impartations don't come. I mean, sometimes it comes when someone lays hands on you, but it's usually because you're honoring them. You're, you've been following them for a while. With Ruth, we were just so hungry for God. We met her. She was like a mother to us. And we would just, we. she called me, hey, you want to come? Okay, I come. Sometimes I fly over there when she was sick. She got in a car accident towards the end of her life. And I was just mm -hmm. there to be there, like just to be there for her, whatever she needed. It was like a love. So Elisha loved Elijah. Yes. And that, and he got the impart, he got the impartation. I remember one time Reinhard Bonnke, someone said to him, uh, hey, I want double, which I, I want your mantle right now. And Bonnke with his German accent goes, 
you cannot have my mantle. I'm not finished with it yet. <laughs> when Elijah gave the mantle because he's going to heaven. He's, he's done. Right. right? He, he's taken up. So a lot of these young whippersnappers come up to me. Hey, bro, I want double, triple what you got. Lay it on me. I can, I can do it. Almost like a competitive thing. No relationship, mm -hmm. no understanding of anything that the price. I go, I don't think. Are you sure you want this? Yeah, man, I can handle it. I go, okay. And I start praying like this. Lord, give them double the persecution I had to go through. Double the loneliness, double the warfare, double the nightmares, double like, the how, yeah. <laughs> double the how are we going to pay the bills for this? Let them go through that dark night of the soul, but double what I had to go through to get this. And they're like, "Stop it! You're cursing me!" I go, "No, that the power is resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings." So the smarter part yes. is, Lord, only give. This is what I always pray: only give me as much impartation, power, glory, wealth, money, whatever as you think I can handle. Because we yes. don't know our right. own hearts. The hearts desperately wicked, even the best of us. So that's the better prayer to pray. Yeah, but, but impartation does come when you you follow a ministry for a while, you serve. Uh, okay, well, I went to Pensacola. I flew over there and I was like, man, I need to bring this back to France. I was living in France, less mm -hmm. than 1%, you know, Christians there. And I've seen people line up for 16 hours to get saved. I'm like, man, this is awesome. So I go there and I, this is what I did. It was wrong, but I pretended to be Steve Hill's catcher. So he, so he's walking around and he's, and he's got the bodyguard. And then he's got the lady with the towel. If the lady falls with the dress or something. Mm -hmm. And then I'm, and I wear a suit and tie. So I look like I was part of the team. And then I, and I would just follow him around. I go, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. So everyone just thought I was part of the team. And he turned around and go, did I just pray for this guy? And then boom, he prayed for me. And I pop up again, excuse me, excuse me. And then I start feeling guilty when they're like, oh, we flew all the way from Australia. Could you please ask Steve to pray? But we had to leave tomorrow morning. I go, uh, we'll see, you know, I don't know. He's kind of busy right now. And then I'm like, okay, I got to stop this. And so, oh so I was there for three, four, I got prayed like 20 times and people from Australia didn't pray at all because they were very, you know, organized <laughs> or very British, you know, just wait my turn. If it happens, it happens. Wait my turn. Yeah. And so then the Lord said, that's not how you get it. He rebuked me. This is way back. That's not how you get it. You can't like just trick, you know, just because just he prayed for you 20 times. You haven't served him. You haven't done anything. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I got to leave back to France. I can't work here or live here. And he says to me, okay, well, you can't work here for a month. How much is a month's worth of what you live on? And I go, well, this is how much it cost me to live in France for a month. They go, give that a whole month's worth to him. I was like, what? And because money equals work equals time. So give, yes. and I had, I had money saved up to buy all the videos to show the pastors in France. Hey, look what's going on in America. You need to come. My plan was show buy all the videos, show them at the pastors meetings. So mm -hmm. they get convicted and then they would fly to Pensacola and they would get touched and they bring back to the church. That was and the Lord's like, that's the long way. You're going to get the impartation. You're going to bring it back. But are you willing to give up, you know, and trust me? So I just gave up what we had. We didn't hardly have any money. We gave up. I said, Steve, I met him in the office. I want to give this to you. He's like, why? God told me to give it to you. So it was that that was one way of impartation. Wow. I get because I was honoring. It wasn't about buying yeah. something like Simon right. the Sword. Right. Like Paul said, they laid the home. Uh, lands that they bought and sold they laid the feet of the apostles that's one way and and it says if you read that whole chapter four acts four the same grace came on them all so so mm -hmm. they served three and a half years jesus now they carry it jesus is gone now there's hundreds following them now those who ate with the apostles they were in the same spirit they were house to house they were sharing everything in common so there was this family kind of thing and it mm -hmm. spread like a good virus so i was staying at one of the elders houses at pensacola I was, you know, I was like, it was like the, the treatment, like family. I'm talking to Steve in the back. I'm with all these people. I'm giving, and I get back and it hits on Father's Day, Francis Father's Day, different day. What? Yeah, it started on Father's Day, the revival in France that we were in in 1998, the longest running revival. And I was, I was just there for the weekend. Oh. And it went six months. 
and re, they were running up and it was like a renewal kind of a toronto blessing type church joy and it mm-hmm. shifted i told them fast and pray i want you to do a 40-day fasting chain thanks for listening the elijah streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours to become a partner go to elijahstreams.com give and the pastor goes oh no we're in the joy of the lord we don't need to do that i said okay then i don't need to come because I don't want to just keep stoking what you already have. There's another dimension coming down. Mm-hmm. Toronto is great, but that's this is not that. This is a whole nother. So they did it. They did a fasting chain. And when I so when I got there, that was one of the things. Then it it exploded. People running to be saved, miracles, oh my uh, deliverances every night. But repentance was the main. But in it, there was deliverances and miracles mixed together. A little different than Pensacola. There was that, but it wasn't so noticeable. In fact, it was kind of in the background. And uh, witches were getting saved. Muslims were getting saved. It was awesome. And so that was the that that was the beginning of some glory stuff, but then God said start adding to it. You know, and then after that revival I pulled out, and God goes, There's another dimension of glory. Go go pray, seek my face, go see Ruth Heflin, go. And it kind of just expanded. So a lot of times people get stuck in one stream, I think is, is mm-hmm. the problem. Because mm-hmm. every stream and even different denominations have different truths that the other needs. So people get stuck in one stream, you know. Some yeah. some is just holiness, and holiness isn't is basic you have to have live holy but then they, maybe they don't pray for the sick or they don't do deliverance or they don't you know and others they're just into miracles all the time but they don't talk about holiness or mm-hmm. or they're just giving if you get like sometimes the word of faith guys that it's truth but sometimes that's all they're talking about some of not all but some of them it's all just on the financial thing the scriptures uh-huh. are true but they're not connecting it sometimes to the whole to the glory or to the harvest so it's just unto itself any truth that you take out of the whole and just isolate it even if it's a truth, it could could be out of order if it's not connected to the purposes of God. Yeah, which that's is so good. The end, time, the end time harvest prophecy. What's the purpose to edify the church for the end time harvest? Yeah, so a lot of times you could just be only. And the problem is, if you're a prophet, a lot of times your friends are only prophets. They're not evangelists. They're not teachers. Pastors. Most of their friends are pastors. Most evangelists I know they're only you hang out with evangelists, and mm-hmm. so they don't cross with the whole body of Christ. Apostles and prophets are the foundation, and then you work with evangelists pastors so we do the crusades we work with the, the organizers the pastors the government you, you have to work together for the full but i think that's what we're coming into in the glory and then there's more of a full glory when you're working with different uh you know like i teach i, I have revelation mm-hmm. I, I equip people I, I evangelize and i and i know i can't do it all i bring guest speakers in because i know i don't carry everything so i think mm-hmm. it's just working together i don't know if that answers i don't know what the question was but <laughs> Okay, what now, we'll, we'll get to your notes in a minute, but now that we're talking about this, what do you see um now what has the Lord shown you for the future um mm-hmm. of what revival is going to look like? Cuz God's always brought you, okay, well this is the next thing and this is the next thing. So what is he showing you next? So in the past revivals, a lot of times the American idea of a revival was tent, tent meetings, which is still good, and God's still going to be doing that. Then it was uh, extended meetings in one church. Everyone has to fly there to see it. And like last year, Asbury last year, I, I went to that. It was awesome. I, I, I go still wherever God's moving. I want to see what he's doing and get. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's still going to happen. But now it's like, and then and then there would be crusades like Bonky, Teal Osborne, Billy Graham. But now I think it's whole nations being saved. Like, mm. like we went to, so I, I went to Argentina. I'm seeing something different. It's like the, how do you say, the host of heaven, the angel armies being released. So you're going there, every church I went, they've been praying for revival, fasting, praying. And then even the government, like something's going on in the government in Argentina. The pastor or the president just came back from Israel. Last week he was in Israel. He says, I'm moving the embassy to Jerusalem. 
I don't want, and he's cutting all the departments of woke left-wing agenda. He's just literally butchering the departments, not just firing them. The departments are gone. He's already taken out departments. Come on, Argentina. Oh yeah. The departments of education that are teaching woke theology. He's just dismantling the whole department. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and he's going to probably be in some of the crusades coming up next year, different, maybe ours, but also others. So something, and I don't think he's a believer, but he's, he's, he sees what's right, what's wrong. You know, he, mm-hmm. so I'm saying it, I think there's nations now coming in, sheep nations, goat nations, nations. We were in Kenya, um, you know, again, awesome. A lot of people got slaved in the slum area, but then we talked to the government. We were able to prophesy to the first lady in the white, in their white house and like it's seven things that, that we told her to watch out for. So we prophesied like economy, terrorism, all, all kind of stuff that they needed to know besides. So then we'll come in like prophetic at times. We'll do this evangelistic thing. Then we'll come in the prophetic, a very sweet lady, loves the Lord. So that, that's, as you imagine, we went from the slum area and then right before our flight, we're in their White House. So it's like, you just flow, whatever God gives how you. Does that, how does that even happen when you're doing crusades and stuff? How do you meet with governmental? Well, yeah, in, my, in one of my books, I have a chapter on government glory. And a Ruth Heflin had that gift or that favor where she would just start to pray for a nation or people in government. And it would just open supernaturally. So oh my goodness. on that one, I had a word for the, pre- for the lady. And I told the, the organizers there, they're like, oh, yeah, I know a pastor that might know someone. And we met some people, but nothing really happened. They kept trying and trying. I said, don't worry about it. it it's not God. And mm-hmm. at the last minute, through, it just happened through a different door three hours before our flight. And I felt I was supposed to prophesy to, to, as real urgent stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, they're like, hey, get dressed. We're picking up right now. What? Our flight's in a few hours. No, we're going to go. And our hotel was right next to, literally right next to the, to the presidential thing, you know, the, the, their White House. It just yeah. happened to be like five minutes away. They're like, oh, that's God that you had a hotel right here. Mm-hmm. And we go there. And, and then I, we do the whole thing. And then we're like, hey, oh, we don't miss our flight. I told the, 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 the first lady's like organizer. And he uh-huh. goes, oh, well, we, we own the country. I mean, we're the, we're the government. So your plane's not going anywhere. Oh my we, God. we make one phone call to the airport. No plane's flying if we tell it's not flying. So they told me. They said, don't worry. Wow. You're, you're, you're going to get on your plane. We're going to put you through the diplomatic line. So we're in the slum area for the whole week of crusade. And then we're in the, it's just like you just flow with the Holy Spirit. But so it's the glory opens up doors supernaturally. In many countries I've been where God said, you need to speak to the guy. I didn't know anybody that knew, let's say, and then the door would open, you know, or I'm flying in New Zealand, this little town. And the Lord starts saying, decree that you have the keys to the city. I land at the airport and the mayor's at the airport. I get off. Reading for you. And the pastor goes, Hey, great to be here. You, look who's here. The mayor's here. And he goes, hey, good to meet you. Pastor, he's doing meetings in our city. He goes, I give you the keys of the city. He just declares. Oh it. It's like things like that. Just start, you know, or if I don't want to, I go there. Lord, the Lord said, declare the government will open up to you. You need to prophesy to them. Next thing you know, I tell the pastor, "Is do you know anyone that knows the president or the prime minister? He goes, I'm only one of three pastors that meet with him every month. Sets it up. We're at the prime minister's house prophesying about Israel stuff and the embassy. Then we go to the president's house. The president is sick, but pray for him, he gets healed. Prime minister comes the last night. He closes the meeting out, says a few words. And then he and he was running for his miracle. It's funny. He was running for his weight loss and his secret service team was trying to protect him, you know, like <laughs> as he's running. It was very funny, but a lot of miracles. So yeah, so again, it's it's the old days, it's if you're famous, like you're Billy Graham or you're mm-hmm. a big name, you know, then you'd meet the president because they all know you. But in this day, it's a supernatural way how God, it's like Mr. Magoo going, you know, you go in and God just opens it suddenly. And it's amazing. first time it happened, uh, I had received, I believe, an impartation from Ruth Ward Heflin on government. And I didn't realize I received it. I'm in the plane to go to Africa for the first time, Gabon. I'm in the plane. 
and the glory comes on me. The presence really thick on the airplane. I'm like, oh, this feels mm -hmm. great. He goes, uh, son, it's not therapy to feel good. I want you to declare something right now. Oh, what is it? Declare you're speaking to the government. So, okay, I declare on this trip, I'll speak to the government. Forgot about it. Get there. Here's your hotel. Here's some food. Crusades tonight. Anything else we can do for you? And the Lord says, ask him to speak to the government. I said, okay, can, uh, I don't want to sound weird. I just arrived. Like, can I speak just to either the president or the or the vice president? You know, I'm fine with that. Then he looks at me like, what? Like, he's going to have to play. It'd be like someone get off the plane. Let me speak to Biden right now. You know, like what? Right. And, and he looks at me like I'm crazy, like like that. And I'm thinking, oh, I think that wasn't God. So I just don't bring it up. And the last night I'm off after all the meetings. And he says to me, get dressed, get a suit on, get a tie. We're going to the vice president's house in two hours. Wow. Do you have a word for him? I said, no. He goes, you better. I told him you had a major life and death prophetic word. And that's why you came. I go, what? I said, <gasps> I, can't, I can't do evangelism. He goes, you better be prophetic in two hours. Oh my gosh. So I start seeking the Lord. Lord, what, what do I tell him? I'm pleading, repenting. I'm anointing myself with bath oil. I mean, I'm just pushing all the buttons, uh, thinking like cliches. Oh, maybe God loves you and has a plan for your life. No, that's not a prophet. That's a cliche. Or or the guessing oh prophet. Gosh. Did your mom ever drop you when you were six? No. Why? <laughs> okay, now you now you offended him. So no, you, I gotta get some God. So I, I'm trying, I'm asking, I'm trying to get I got nothing. So wow. I just gave up. I'm all dressed up with nothing, and he's coming in five minutes. I'm like, I'm dead. And then he speaks to me. The Lord gives me the word. I said, where were you the past two hours? And the Lord says, what do you mean? I couldn't get a word in. I kept trying to tell you, but you kept asking, begging. You were prostrate by the curtains on the floor. So I just waited till you were done so you could hear what I'm trying to tell you. So I learned when you ask a question, then there, then you wait for the answer. It's a really yeah. deep revelation. And he gave it to me, went to the vice president. He started crying. It was a prophet mm -hmm. word for his personal life and mm -hmm. a, a moral thing and another thing. And then if he had obeyed the Lord, God would use him. The president was a Muslim. He was a boarding and Christian. Wasn't using his influence like he should because he was scared. And, and then Young Cho flew in two hours later. I left, gave him the exact word, word for word. Because the oh vice president called my organizer and told him, right? He's even told us, Young Cho's coming. You want to stay? But my organizer said, no, we got to go. So we yeah. leave and he and gave the exact same word. So it's, <gasps> I'm not Young wow. Cho. I don't know him like anybody. I was, I was still living in, I think I was still in the mission. Yeah, I was still living in France as a mission. They didn't know who I was. So it's not about being known, it's knowing yeah. him. Yes, that's being, so being known can help in some ways, but sometimes, like when I go to some of these Muslim countries, I don't want to be known. You don't yeah. want to be known. You want to be under the radar. So it's something that's good too. So yeah, a lot of Americans seek to be famous on social media, YouTube. Mm -hmm. Everyone's trying to like, oh, it's for the Lord, but sometimes there's a lot of hidden motives that want to be seen. I want millions of people to follow me. You got to be yeah. careful with that because if you're known before your time, the enemy can take you down faster. It's better to be hidden until the Lord does it. Yes, that's so. That's so good, David. That's so true. Um, let's talk about miracles that you see at your crusades everywhere. What is what kind of miracles are you seeing God do? And like, let's just let's start with Argentina. Sure. Yeah, Argentina. Um, we saw metals disappear from people's bodies that doctors had put in from accidents. A lot of people with car accidents never got healed. Healed, and then deliverance is right there as it's happening. Um, arches, like the video I sent you, there's basically, it's an arch and a little girl's foot. She's like four or five years old, complete arch form. It wasn't there before tumors disappearing, people that couldn't walk or walk. I mean, pretty much everything, whatever needs to happen, you know, there's not one thing. And then the unsaved see that. And then they're like, okay, this is it. You know? Yeah. Let's show, I want to show that video of, um, that little girl. So let's play that real quick and then we'll be right back. Yeah. 
We are here with Tanya. Ella me cuenta She tells me que su hija that her daughter, when you were praying, puso las manos en los pies de la nena. She put her hands on her daughter's foot. Y ahora le sacaron las medias. Now they took the, they, tiene okay, el arco they took, they took completamente the, uh, hecho. Look, look, at, look at the ark. The ark is made. The, the ark, en los dos pies. And both of their feet right bien. She was flat. So she had no flat. arches before. The arch has been done. Look at that. She was born with flat feet. Look at that. Gloria a Dios. Fuertes y aplausos al Señor. Fuertes y aplausos. That's a creative miracle. Dios ha hecho milagros creadores. Hallelujah. Lift your hands if you want to know Jesus personally. I'm going to pray for you. And something's going to happen. This is going to be the greatest day of your life. If your hand is up and you say, I want to give my life to Jesus, I want to live for Jesus. If that's you, I want you to run to the front. Come, come, come. If you've not made him Lord and Savior, some people say well I was baptized as a baby that's nice but the baby has no choice you have to make the choice to choose Jesus amen I want a relation not a religion when I'm alone in my room I want God to visit me I want to feel his presence his love. say this prayer now say Jesus save me wash me with your blood I believe you're real I believe you died on the cross for my sin Oh my gosh, my heart, seeing all those people up there giving their lives to Christ, like that wrecks me every time, David, because it's so, it's so precious. Like, I mean, it's amazing. That's my, that's our greatest joy to do that. Like we we like conferences and revival meetings, but because the, there's, there's like new babies coming in. So now we're trying to focus a lot more um, the last few years, just more on just the harvest, because I feel like the time is really short in the world. And, you know, mm -hmm. look what happened during COVID. You couldn't even do crusades for a couple of years. And now we see wars, rumors of wars, new pestilences maybe. So we have to hurry up and, and speed up this harvest now while we can. You know, we need to use the glory, the gifts, wherever God's given us for the yeah. lost. And, and all those cost a lot of money. You know, we don't make anything out. We just have to, we have to pay for all these things. But when you get to heaven, I want to hear well done and see all those souls. You know, that's, that's what's worth it. Talk about a little bit, you touched on, you know, since COVID and, you know, you you wrote in your notes it's um a year of contradiction so prophetically let's get into what the lord has shown you and told you about um 2024 sure yeah so 2022 i started asking the lord lord what what's going on what what where's the timeline sons of issachar had a gift to know where israel was on the timeline and what they should do now and i think america christians we need to know where are we on the end time timeline what are we supposed to be focusing and what do we do because people get on all these bunny trails, distractions. And he yeah. told me, well, the, the most important thing on my heart is the harvest before the Lord returns. So he said 2023, 2024, and beyond, focus mostly on the harvest. So if I have an opportunity to do a crusade and win tens of thousands of people or do a little conference somewhere, even a big conference, I'm going to take the crusade. Even though the conference, it'll be easier. You just show up. You don't have to raise money. You even get an offering, you know, versus yeah. 
You said you have to raise tons of money, but I'm going to go for that every time because God, and one thing, if you're watching and you're an evangelist or you're a, a, a soul winner, God will pay for the harvest. People don't realize that. They're like, oh, why? It's too expensive. I'm not going to go to Pakistan or I'm not going to. If God told you and you say yes to it, he will provide it supernaturally. That's that's a thing they don't get. Yeah. He'll pay for it. So so why not just do it? So he told me that uh, I had a vision during that crusade you just saw in Argentina. I had a vision, an open vision during the worship on one of the nights. And I saw the, the, the earth or the map of the world, but it was like it was a map. And I saw parts of the map of the globe on some of the corners of the globe being mm -hmm. bent because of wars sicknesses and time persecution like it was being like the earth is being warped in a not mm -hmm. good way and when that was happening the, what the how the lord responded to that was other parts of the earth started opening up with accelerated harvest that maybe normally shouldn't have been ready and god mm -hmm. starts speaking up that, that and then over here it'd be bent and then it, it boom, would it open up over here and so since i saw that vision already in my own life i'm seeing it go crazy even just a few hours ago um so i was telling over the weekend how Another door opened, you know, so I'm watching the news. This is happening in this part of the world. And all of a sudden, another door opened again to go back to Argentina. Just found out a few days ago. They said, it's one of the Latin countries. We want you to go. It's part of a coalition of evangelists, blah, blah, blah. One guy pulled out. It's just some something just opened up. And I go, oh, is it? My friend goes, I'm going to Bolivia. Okay, maybe it's huh? Bolivia or whatever. Well, we're, we're, I'll pray about it. What country is it? And then I talked to the main organizer. He goes, oh, this one, it's Argentina. I go, that's weird. I just got back. Like, <laughs> like, like it's only God to do that. Do you yeah, it? I just got back, and I'm going back again, November. So, wow. And then, then, then today, and not two other nations open up crusade. This is like from tens of thousands. I'm like, Lord, what are you doing in different parts of the world? Complete different parts of the world, from Madagascar to Fiji to. I'm like, this is just this morning. So since I've got that prophetic word, it's yep. been a warp speed. The harvest is just like it's going so fast. I almost can't keep up with it. In the last 24 hours, even. Wow. So, so, so as you see the end time events happening, it looks really mm -hmm. bad on the news and this, it, it know that the devil, every time he overplays his hand, God speeds up the harvest. So when they imprisoned Chinese Christians and during the revolution, more Chinese got saved, not less. So whatever yes. the devil does, we can't focus just on the devil. Like, oh, wow, well, then God must have some big up his sleeve. If you're going through a, a, a persecution or warfare because mm -hmm. of righteous sake, righteousness sake, you know, God's got something, a big plan for you. The bigger. Yes. Your Goliath, the si I think Stephanie, my wife, always says is the size of your Goliath is the size of your victory that's about to happen. Oh, come on. So, yeah. So that's I saw that one. And let's see what I, I wrote some things down. Um, and now for the United States, what I saw is we're gonna, so we're going to go into great shaking. We haven't really seen it yet. We're hearing about it. We're watching mm -hmm. the news. We haven't actually most Americans have not felt it yet. We hear potential things could happen and this and that. But nothing's yet. Everything's open. You can still go to the store, the mall. The, mm -hmm movie theater like it's like all oh, just an ethereal potential but when it hits when all these end time shaking hits when 9 11 happened the churches were full for three months and yeah, then true. like oh i guess there's no more coming and then it went back to so I, I think we're coming into the goodness of god leads to repentance the grace and the goodness mm -hmm. we had that in america and now it's like most people now need more than the goodness of god they need the fear of god and i think the man is about to come and that's what's going to bring the rest of the prodigals those who are on the fence, they're like, yeah, I, I, maybe I need Jesus, but right now I'm enjoying my life or I'm enjoying sin or I'm enjoying my money. So what's the different, what's the common denominator of all the crusades that we're seeing in, around the world? The number one common denominator, they're either poor, Argentina is really poor, 50% of the country, it's a beautiful country. So it looks mm -hmm. like Europe, but 50% of the country are on welfare and the other 50% make about $200 a month. 
Oh my goodness. So, so now they're desperate, right? Pakistan, yes. oppressive, Islam, and it's poor, and it's not stable. And so all these countries, you see that common denominator, like you don't hear about massive revival with crusades hitting Switzerland, even though it may be will eventually, or Dubai. We, we've seen God move in Dubai, but these are wealthy, stable countries. But sometimes what looks like a bad thing, God turns it for good. So when America goes to this shaking, it's really his mercy because he does want to bring one more last great national awakening. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. And if it has to be through the goodness or through the shaking, he'll do it either way. And yes. About to come to the shaking. But it's like when the tree is shaken violently, either you're going to be shaken unless you're prophetic and you're positioned correctly, or you're going to be under that tree with your harvesting baskets ready and the, the harvest is going to fall in the lap. You know, like after Katrina happened, people were open. You know, after things happen. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, it, should, it shouldn't have to happen that way. We shouldn't right. have to. But how many people, if you ask what got you saved, many people that didn't grow up with a Christian family, uh, mm -hmm. they, got, they got arrested. They were on drugs. They were in witchcraft. So many stories. And I said, okay, Jesus, if you, you know, Brian Welsh, he almost OD'd on drugs. Okay, God, if you're real. So most people seem to get saved because they have a need. And so I yes. think God's going to help us out, create a lot of need. You know, and so for some, it's their finances. For some, it's fear of terrorism. For some, it's going to be uh, freedom or not having freedom or persecution. But persecution actually, it's not in the American mindset, but persecution actually speeds up the harvest in most countries. Wow. Yeah, because, we don't understand persecution in America. Yeah, we pray against it, right? Yeah, we don't, we don't really have it here. Yeah, we're like, we're like, I bind that foreign concept, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but instead of, if it comes, how, how to turn... Blessed are you if you're persecuted for righteousness sake. Great right. is your reward. So you look at Iran, you look at all these countries. The, the fast, I think the fastest growing harvest in the Muslim world is in Iran right now. And Iran has massive persecution. Yes. So maybe we didn't need it before, but the church now, and not just the unsaved, the church, you know, is a lot of lukewarm stuff going on. A lot of hype, I call it hyper grace where, mm -hmm. you, know, you know, it's okay. You can live whatever lifestyle you want, alternative lifestyle. Yeah. You know, just as long as you come to church and pay your ties, you're part of the family. Like, there's no more conviction. There's no more. Not, I'm not saying all the church, but it, but a bigger, bigger portion of the church. You know, the, the whole teaching of of reaching the world. Like, I believe, yeah, we need to invade the nations and the seven mountains, government, politics, entertainment. But sometimes in pursuing that, people become, instead of trying to invade the culture, they try to be so culturally relevant that the culture invaded the church. Yeah. You know, people that say, I'm going to go to Hollywood. I'm going to be an A-list actor. And they get up there and they become. And that you don't hear about them anymore. They're no longer even confessing Jesus. So mm -hmm. they went there, but King David had to be strong in the glory and the spirit. And, and God had to work in his life to be able to go to Saul. You know, and so when you're going to go to the top of those mountains, there's entities, demonic, evil, evil entities that know your life. They know your whole family background for generations. And they know exactly your weaknesses. So if you're not have gone through the purging process, they could take you out like that. Yeah. You know, they, hit you on your they don't hit you on your strength. They hit you on your blind spot. Yep. You know, if you're prone to anger, easily offended, lust, if you're a little drawn too much to money, uh, he'll buy you out. You know, oh, you, you really, uh -huh. really secretly just want to be famous. Oh, he'll give you fame as a minister and then you won't do, but there'll be strings attached. So again, we, yeah, we think, right, Lord only use us as much as you think I can handle. Then that way we finish our race. We don't pop and then fall. You know, I don't and know if that answers your question. No, it makes sense. And you talk a lot too about how what's going on in Israel has an effect on 
every believer and all over the world, really Israel's uh, yeah. has Israel has an effect on the whole world, right? What's what's going on there? We have to pay attention to Israel. Yeah. Oh, you, oh, you haven't heard what's going on in Israel? <laughs> I've heard a little war going. Not on. good. I'm not kidding. good. So yeah, what happens in Israel in the in the natural for the church we're connected with Israel. So mm -hmm. and nations are connected. So America is very connected with Israel for, since 1948. So like they were saying, watch out, terrorism's coming when there was buses blowing up during the 90s and all that. And we were like, oh no, it'll never happen here. And and they're like, hey, you better back us up because whatever happens here, we'll come there. And then we mentioned we got 9/11. So whatever happened, it's a mirror. So like. There was a lot of political fallout and divisions over the elections there and over the just judicial reform. And what do we have here? Division over the politics. And now we have terrorism hitting there in a new way where they just broke in through their border with Gaza. And now yeah. what is the FBI saying here? Oh, the highest we're on the they say we're on the highest alert now ever, way more than 9-11 when they were picking up, they were picking up some chatter that something's about to happen. It's a hundred times more now. And profits are all yeah. picking up. So, yeah, oh, yeah. so whatever's happening there, we're linked with them in the spirit. So if you pray for Israel to succeed and be protected and, and the terrorism stops, then guess what? We'll be protected. Now they're going to a major war season. And what mm -hmm. are we hearing now with, with America? War. Suddenly we're hitting Yemen. We're hitting Syria. There's, there's rumors of Russia, China. So again, whatever we allow Israel to, and we're like, oh, poor Israel. They have all these nations they have to fight. They're fighting like six nations. Oh, well, that's so far away from us. No, right. it, whatever happens. So that's the thing. That's what we got to be praying for Israel. And we're seeing people getting saved in Israel. And so if that's happening there, it's happening here. And so that's what I've noticed, too. When God touches Jewish people and they find their Messiah in Israel, even if it's not, it's not tens of thousands, if it's mm -hmm. hundreds, that equals hundreds of thousands in the Gentile world. It's a, It speeds up. That's why wow. Paul said, I go to the Jew first. His strategy mm -hmm. to reach, actually, his strategy wasn't to reach Jews. He was called to reach the Gentiles. You're an apostle of the Gentiles. So strategy yes. was, okay, here's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to go to the Jew first, save some, just a few. And mm -hmm. he'd get in trouble. He'd get put in jail. He'd get, And then when he'd go to the Gentile world, he'd go to Ephesus, Corinth, Rome. He'd have crazy harvest of souls. And if you, read yep. the book, if you read the book of Acts that way, just read it that way. Watch his journey. Everywhere he went, he went to the Jews first. Mm -hmm. Then he went to the Gentiles. And the next town, Jew first, Gentiles. He kept doing that all the way through. And that's really how he sped up the harvest. And that's what God showed us is one of the keys is pray for Israel's salvation, pray for the protection, yes. pray for them in the time of war. And as you do that, uh, everything else you're doing for the Lord will start to accelerate. He said, I magnify my ministry. I think it's New King James. I magnify my ministry by making them jealous, the Jewish people, yep. Israel, and saving some of them. So that's kind mm -hmm. of the deal there. It's amazing. And I know you're really involved in uh, going to Israel when you can and um, helping you do a lot of humanitarian stuff. Yeah, we actually have Israel. a humanitarian, our own humanitarian organization in Israel. And so that's that, that one's not evangelism because you're actually not allowed legally to to mix them. You can't go, hey, you want some food? Well, you got to get saved. No, we, you can't do that. It's, it's right. illegal. That would be it's wrong. Like, <laughs> well, people do it in Africa, whatever. Hey, we're going to give you some food and hear the gospel. In Israel, it's, you can't. You can't mix it. So it's separate. We During the whole pandemic, 2020, we started it. They were locked down like crazy in Israel. They couldn't. People couldn't leave their house. And they would track them on their cell phones. Yes, I remember that. So, but our guys could go visit the homes and bring the food to the people and, and the, the refugees that just come from Ukraine. And from. Uh, so we've been feeding a lot of the people that came from Ukraine. No money. They're Jewish. They fled to Israel. They don't speak the language. They don't, they're not culturally Israeli. They're just Ukrainian mm -hmm. Jews. And mm -hmm. they have no money, no food. The government doesn't give is not that much, you know. And so we've been helping them, feeding them school stuff for the kids, awesome. medicine. 
and there's no strings attached. There's no like, oh no, but you have to come to the meeting. No, it's just they come and we bless. And then separately, there's outreach stuff that we do. That's completely two separate things. And the, the Bible says if you bless Israel in any way, you get blessed. So if you bless them physically, we owe it to them because they gave a spiritual gospel. We owe it to them. And they remember they said they gave to the poor in Jerusalem at the time of the famine because yes. Jerusalem there's no agriculture there. It's all rocky if you've been there. So they're going to be the most affected. So we've been helping Israel. In doing that, God's opened up the nations to us to help the nations. So wow. it's uh yeah, so we really got to be praying for Israel like never before. Because mm -hmm. as it goes with Israel, it'll go for America. If we pray for Israel protected and have wisdom and do the right thing, then yes. God will also bless America. And I think, you know, even the make America great a thing, make America great again. I was at the inauguration of the first time Trump came. I wasn't gonna go. And a prophet told me, you're supposed to be there. A lady invited me to the presidential prayer breakfast at Trump Hotel. So I was like, okay, what am I doing here, Lord? And uh, as I fly there, God says, you're here for Israel's sake. I'm mm -hmm. only going to make America great again if America stands with Israel. That's the only way America is great. So we were there and the people were speaking. The lady almost forgot. Me and Jonathan Kahn were supposed to speak at the end and she almost forgot. And Jonathan Kahn, I just had met him there. And he goes, I don't think we're going to speak. And I said to Jonathan, he's a friend. I said, well, I don't know. about." And I just met him that night. I go, mm -hmm. we're on the stage. I go, I don't know about you, but I'm going to be able to speak. He goes, what? He's like, who does this guy think he is? He goes, why, why are you going to be able to? Because I've been going to the courts of heaven, and I've been telling the Lord, you told me to come here. I didn't fly here for nothing. Mm -hmm. Oh, he starts putting his prayer. Rabbi, he starts praying. Yeah. <laughs> and then she calls me up before him. Okay, Dave, come on up. And he's like, oh. And then I give the word. that I said, uh, make America great again, only if we stand with Israel. I prophesied that this president will move the embassy to Jerusalem. It happened 11 months later. And I started prophesying uh, souls are going to be saved, revival in Israel and in America. And we'll have a season of prosperity. And the Israeli Knesset members that were there were crying, clapping. One guy gave me his book, uh, a picture book on Jerusalem. I'm like, mm. oh, I've been there. Okay, thank you. But when I got to my hotel, he had so he had writ, uh, written it out to Donald Trump to give to Donald Trump. But Trump wasn't there. He was too busy getting inaugurated down the street. Uh -huh. so, gave, so it's like the Lord showed oh. me, you accomplished your mission. You prophesied it. It happened 11 months later. And, you know, so it's like, again, but all that was because for it. So because of Israel, because if, yes. if the president would stand with Israel, obey what he's what we said, we do move the embassy to Jerusalem, things like that. And we had mm -hmm. three years at least of, of relative calm, no wars, prosperity. And then, right. of course, when COVID came, everything changed. So we really got to be praying again for Israel and America. And if you're watching from another country, you need to pray for your nation's relation with Israel. It doesn't surprise mm -hmm. that Argentina suddenly goes to Israel denounces Hamas, said, I'm moving the embassy to Jerusalem. And just a few days ago, what happened? They just rescued two hostages, Argentinian Jews, like 48 hours ago or 24 hours ago. Wow. So Argentina goes there, stands with Israel. They're about to get all these revivals, are about to hit something. Now, Bolsonaro in Brazil was very pro-Israel, pro-church. Mm -hmm. I, I think he even gave his life to the Lord at one of the sends. And, but I don't know what happened, but the Lord, when I was in Argentina, I saw the baton of revival and harvest in Brazil handed to Argentina for a season. Oh, and I wow. Think go back to Brazil. So what Bolsonaro was to Brazil is what this guy's going to be to Argentina. And, and wow. he has, so you have that backing so the revival can happen un, unobstructed. But, and I think it'll boomerang back to Brazil at some point. So this is all the stuff going on. Amazing. But with Israel, the church, revival, there's all these different components to it. Right. And the doors, even you just you said you just got a call about going back to Argentina, yeah, and then you're going to be back in Argentina. Well, I'll be there in May, and then and then and then November, it's another door, a bigger event. And it's just like something's up with Argentina. 
Yeah, gone. something's happening. Yeah, I, I've been there like 10, 15 years ago. It was good, but it wasn't yet ready for the, the big harvest. It was more revival meetings, but now it's it's something's up. So nations, watch for nations, how they align with Israel. And you can almost determine how ready they are for harvest. Not everywhere, yeah. you know. Right, right. Like Pakistan's ready anyway because the church is strong. The government, mm -hmm. not, it's not, you know, secretly the government in Pakistan has been talking with Israel secretly. Publicly, they were, they're saying, no, no, we, you know, we were against. But secretly, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff going on that we don't hear about. Right. We don't know about everything. Yeah. But what in Pakistan, do you find that when you go to like you say you go to Kenya and Argentina and Pakistan and these different places, do you find that with each different place, like the Lord does something specific for that place as far as like healings and miracles? Like, do you see the dead raised more in maybe Pakistan or more deliverance in Pakistan or it just, it just depends. Um Africa, I saw my first resurrection. Pakistan have been there like three, four times now. So the first time was mass miracles. Second time was mass miracles, but mass deliverance like I've never seen before. They've never seen it. Like just, you know, 100,000 people going and just roll on the floor like mass. And then another time I went, I'd never seen this. They said they've never seen it. They've had all the big speakers come in. They never mm -hmm. had it where after they got saved, healed, delivered, the Lord said to me, have them all get filled with the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues right there. They say usually that happens after they go to the churches and then they get discipled. But the Lord's like, I'm in a hurry. What prevents mm. these from being filled? So imagine they're Muslims. They never heard the gospel. It's a prayer. They, they, we call it a prayer. Um, they don't call it a crusade because it's Muslim world. You can't call it a crusade. It's a prayer mm. festival, they call it, like praying for Pakistan. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. come, we bust them all in. They're Muslims. They don't know. They're just there. Imagine by the end, they're speaking in tongues, feel the Holy Spirit. I, and they go, I've never seen I've never seen that in, a, in a, an evangelistic campaign mass wow. speaking in tongues oh. so god's in a hurry to get them you know so it depends and then yeah we've seen resurrection we saw one in arizona a resurrection um i don't think the really are limited to anywhere it's just when it needs to happen yeah i was on sid ross show once we talked about it where we did a conference near sedona about half an hour away mm -hmm. in Cottonwood, and we did it there instead of sedona which is another weird place that we do stuff sometimes we used to and we rented the church and we had Brian Wells from Corn come to give his testimony was the idea. So I was going to do the first night miracles, and then he was going to testify at the end that he's coming the next night to share his testimony. And then during the day, we're going to get we're going to evangelize all the cities around Jerome, which is where there's a lot of Satanism there. Sedona's New Age, Cottonwood, mm -hmm. there's a lot of drugs. And we we're going to have we had teams, and we brought him in at night. But the first night during the worship, and the worship leader was a pastor. Uh, he was a Spanish speaking pastor in that church, and but he was good at worship. So hey, do the worship. He dropped dead. Mm -hmm. He dropped dead during the worship. And that was getting wow. good, too. I love that song. He was, I forgot what it was. I was like, man. So he dropped. We thought he got slain in the spirit. But after a while, when your eyes are dilating, you're foaming at the mouth, I don't think that's the Holy Spirit. And uh, he's, he was dead. And so <gasps> so what happened was, now the pastor, we were renting the church from, I saw that, and I know what was going to happen. If I didn't do anything, it would have been like, okay, everybody go home. You know, ambulance start coming. So I said mm -hmm. to the backup worship guy, you are the new worship leader. Start, keep worshiping. He goes, what? What, what do I sing? Whatever. Just keep, keep it. Let's keep the worship going. Keep the, cause the, the realm of glory. So we yeah. just kept worshiping. Ten of us were, were there praying for him. Come back in Jesus name. Spirit, come back. Uh -huh. Ambulance comes and, and they're trying to resurrect him. And we're still singing. So I'm up there. Come on, guys. Let's keep singing. And we, then back, we're back praying for the guy. Everyone's worshiping. <laughs> the paramedics are looking at the, they're on the stage going, this is crazy. These guys are still worshiping. We're trying to raise this guy. They try to do the electric shock and all that. Uh-huh. Please come in and tell us get get away from the body. All right, we'll step a few step back. We can pray from a distance. There's no problem. 
keep worshiping. Basically, long story short, he died four times. Oh, he had a huge heart attack. He, the, the, the cardiologist said he should be, even if he's if he was alive, he should be a vegetable and nothing. He's completely normal, you know, and he's still doing ministry. So, and that's, and I had a word, it was at Pentecost. The Lord said, I'm going to show my power in a new way in, in your conference in America that you've not seen before. And that's what happened. So it's not limited wow. to Pakistan. It's just, it's not, it's just, you know, God can do it anywhere. Yeah. Right? And, and he can do it. Things we've seen here. Like it's people think only oh, if you go to Africa, we, we see here, you know, with this last right. week, how much. So it's, it's not limited. It's just whatever needs to happen. And, and if the people are ready. And... Even over live stream. Yeah, uh, we've seen some crazy stuff over live stream. Yeah, because I I really would love if you would pray for everyone listening, for those who are believing God for their miracle or have a sickness in their body. Um, I really would love for you to just to begin to to pray for um, those who desperately do need need a miracle. Definitely. So right now, right? Yeah, let's go. Okay. She's like, let's do it. All right, so if you're watching, just raise your hands, close your eyes. Just get the spirit, maybe pray in tongues a little bit. And Lord, we just thank you for your presence, for your glory to come and invade the airwaves. Fill their rooms, their cars, their wherever they're at, their iPhones, and they're, they're watching on TV or YouTube, wherever they're at watching this. Lord, let the presence of your glory fill the place, Father. Come, Lord, fill the place. So without you, we can do nothing. But with you, all things are possible. So we just worship you. We praise you. And we ask you, like in Acts chapter 4, oh, Lord, look at the threats, look at the warfare, look at the situations that people are going through right now. But we ask you, Lord, to stretch out your hands to heal and that signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus, Acts 4, 29 to 34. And when after they prayed, the place was shaken and, and all these things began to happen. So I ask you, Lord, right now, stretch out your hand, heal bodies of cancer. I see cancers. I see tumors being healed in Jesus' name. I see people from car accidents and injuries and bruises and pain in their bodies. Lord, heal their bodies now. Take all the trauma out of their bodies. Trauma, go right now. And Lord, stretch out your hand and heal the bodies. Take the metals out of the bodies. Heal the ligaments, the bone, the tissue. I see eyes being healed, spots on the eyes. I see a, a right ear opening up, a, a partial deafness, and a and another person's a ringing in the ears. In fact, whatever's wrong with you, Lay hands on your body part right now because, you know, we, can, we can't do words and for three hours, but you know what's wrong with you. So, Lord, I ask you as they're laying on their hand on their body, put your hand over that hand in Jesus' name and let the fire and power of God in Jesus' name heal them right now of every disease, every sickness, because by your stripes, Lord, you already paid for it. You're just walking into it now. So I thank you for healing them, even incurable diseases, even creative miracles, body parts that need to grow back. I thank you for doing it all, Lord. I, I see a hand that you can barely make a fist, and God's healing your hand right now. Mm -hmm. And another person, you can't lift your arms, and God's healing you now. You couldn't lift it past this, and now it's completely healed. And a lot of injuries, God's healing in Jesus' name. I thank you for depression, breaking off discouragement, depression, fear, breaks in Jesus' name. God's not giving a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Lord, help their mind to get renewed. Help them not to feed on fear, negativity. Uh, conspiracies theory let them feed on the word of god the prophetic mm -hmm. what god is saying the presence of god and let them hear from i feel like there's someone watching and you're so into what the enemy is doing and maybe some of it's true or that's some of the plans of the enemy but you're only you're only picking up second heaven chatter from the soulless mm -hmm. realm from the devil's war room he wants you to go up to third heaven and pick up what god's plan is to counteract that mm -hmm. you're only seeing what the devil's planning and you're in fear 
But the Lord says, no, go up higher. The Lord laughs from heaven at the plans of the enemy, what he's planning against his son Jesus and against Israel and the nations. He laughs because he sees it, but he has a plan to counteract it. And then if you have that, you won't be in fear whatsoever. If you're in the presence of God's glory, so I just pray that over you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And I also saw someone who's had a neck fusion where it's been uh, fused together and your range of motions really lacking. You have a lot of pain up in your neck. Um, the Lord right now is loosing that. So it's going to feel God. not so tight, begin to move it right now and all the pains going in Jesus name. I also saw someone who was raised um, believing in the red little band around a wrist, which I think is Kabbalah, like mm -hmm. almost mysticism. Yeah. Um, and the Lord is breaking you free from those old mindsets. So you still have the teaching ingrained in you. And you're in a season right now where God is really bringing you deep um, into his word. And he's breaking off all those um, lies of that Jewish mysticism, religion over your life, even thinking it was prophetic, you find yourself going almost back into the Jewish mysticism, but God is, God is breaking that off your life. Um, and Lord, I thank you for that. I also saw um, really poor, like nerve uh, damage or weakness in hands. Uh, the mm -hmm. Lord's healing that um, nerve damage in your hands right now in Jesus name. And father, we thank you for that and we bless you lord we thank you for your glory yes and father anything else that you want to do lord we thank you that um you're touching bodies god even if we didn't call it out lord you are the healer and you can go before us lord you can heal anything um and we've seen you do amazing miracles god and you're the same god uh, yesterday today and forever and we bless you in jesus name that's powerful praise god all right david it feels like so good today Huh? Oh, go ahead. I said, I feel like the 700 club. Maybe you know how one would give a word, the other give a word. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love it. I love when we pray at the end. That's, that's, that's my wonderful. favorite part about the show yeah. because yeah, people need to, they need to see it in their own life. If you're yeah. watching and you get touched right now, tell Elijah streams, write them, email them and let us know. I want to, I want to hear it. Um, we have those who don't know, we have a Sunday night once a month. We do revival night this Sunday. If you're in the Arizona area or nearby Arizona, this Sunday night, we see the glory of God, the power of God, the healing, deliverance, prophetic, what's, what's God saying for this next season, this next month. So that's 6 o'clock in Chandler, Arizona, about 15 minutes from the Phoenix airport. If you can come, come. We, you're welcome to come, and it's going to be awesome. The worship's awesome. And then we have, I'm just doing this while I remember because I might forget, a conference during Passover. You know, Passover is one of those feasts where God promises a blessing if we honor him during the feast. Basically, if you show up to the party, you get a download that you wouldn't get otherwise. So again, you're not, you don't have to come. No one has to celebrate the feast, but you miss out if you don't. There's certain built-in blessings during the feast. I call them seasonal portals, where if my people will gather at this specific time, I'm going to do this, this, and this. It's a, it's a rendezvous with God in a, in a special way. So we stop and we celebrate. And so come to that. That's uh, April 25 to 28. You can go to thegloryzone.org and register for that. It's going to be awesome. Glory is going to be there. Worship other speakers. It's just going to be amazing. People fly in from other countries even for these uh, glory conferences because they, it's like a upper room. They come. We have a lot of guys and women, too, that uh, they go to the nations. And they come to our – one guy goes to Japan all the time. Another guy goes to, to Africa. And they come, and they get filled, refreshed, equipped, mm -hmm. revelation, prophesied to. And then they go back out to the nations. They come back again, tell us the testimonies. We have students that we were, were in our apostolic training school. They're, they're there. 
So it's, it's an awesome, awesome time. We need those upper room experiences in between the going out. Yes. So agree. And go to your church. Keep going to your local church. Don't stop that. (laughs) Don't stop going to church. Um, You also have a book that I want to share talking about not only the importance of being spiritually healthy, but also physically healthy. Yeah. Yeah. It's called Jumpstart. And a lot of people, you know, a lot of times the enemy can take people out just simply by their health. He doesn't have to have you uh, fall into sin or, 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 or get killed by someone preaching the gospel, a lot of times he's doing the slow path. Oh, if they just keep living this way, not sleeping, stress, mm-hmm. not eating right, he just knows in, in time you'll die of cancer, diabetes, or whatever, dementia. So I wrote this book really to reach the lost at first because I was living in Sedona, a lot of people into weird Eastern stuff. They're yep. into health. The Lord said, use health to reach them. So I would go to these new age fairs and tell them about Jesus, but I'd call them the, the non-toxic kosher one. <laughs> and I use it, you know, his Hebrew name sounds more exciting to them. The Yeshua HaMashiach. Ooh, mm-hmm. what's that? You know, and then you pray for the sick. And then, but I teach, so then, but then the Christians start buying the book. They're like, hey, I want to be healthy. So like, yeah. like, like everything from hormones, weight loss, how to, uh, even stress. Like a lot of times we have so much stress, cell phone stress, electromagnetic stress. Our brains are so full, we can't hear from God. So it's sleep true. patterns, a lot of things. And I joke about it, but like you see, you reach a certain age, some of the guys, and they find out that uh, they got a little belly. So basically the joke is the rear disappears, but the rear ends up in the front. <laughs> and that's hormones, you know, high estrogen, low testosterone. And what God can do, and see, she's laughing at this. Yeah, like you made fun of grandpa also, and you look like grandpa. You know? <laughs> grandpa has no rear. His rear ended up in the front. Well, that's happening to you now. So what do you do? So you don't just do nothing. You, you change your right. diet. You, you sleep, right. you know, and a lot of the 50, you know, what happened is the 50 revivalists, I used to study them and they all died young. And I was like, man, is that my future? Am I going to die young because I'm a revivalist? Like mm-hmm. A. Allen and Jack Cole and all, all those guys. And I was like, man, what's going to happen to me? So I, I, I fasted and prayed about it. And then even Ruth Heflin died pretty young. And these other ones, and she and he said to me, a lot of the old timers, the problem is they knew the spiritual laws. So they were powerfully used, but they didn't know my physical laws. They didn't know about rest. They, the mm. 50s, 60s was burnout for Jesus. They, they do a crusade all week, seven days a week, and then pray all night for people. They wouldn't rest. And sometimes their families were a mess. Their health was a mess. Sometimes they yep. were, and they were just going through, and they didn't understand. God created rest. He told them, what, you know, don't eat this, eat this. It's not legalism. It's your, it's like a car. This car runs on gas. This one car runs on diesel. You put the right. wrong gas, it might run, but it's not going to run good, you know? Right. It's the same thing. So God, so the book explains really, especially in American culture, a lot of our foods are just full of junk. You know? Oh, absolutely. Pesticides, steroids. It's not legalism. Yep. It's just like you know, people say, well, I smoke a pack of cigarettes every day. I, you're probably going to heaven if you're saved. But And then people go, see, honey, I'm still saved. And I go, yeah, you just go way earlier and it's going to hurt. And they're like, yes, oh. I know. And they go, I'm not, le- I'm not legalistic. I can do whatever. You don't have to rest. You can go to heaven 30 years early and be excruciating pain if you want. But why go that way, you know? Right, so exactly. It, it, God gave these commands so mm-hmm. that they live longer than their enemies and be healthy. That's the idea. It wasn't about legalism or picking an animal he didn't like, or it wasn't about that. Is what does the right. human body run best on so we can be? Because I need to have as much energy as I can get for all the stuff I do. Some evangelists just evangelize, and then when they're home, they just chill. No, we yeah. come home, and then we're doing a conference, then we're doing a school, then we're doing, so so we're trying to reach our area. And so I need all the rest, but when I rest, I rest. Yeah, I work. I work. So we need to know when it's time to go for it. And when you do go for it, when you're not getting a lot of sleep during some seasons, 
you're mm -hmm. fine because you rested in the season of rest that you needed to rest. So yep, you need to know, so you need to know, or detoxing your stuff in your body from years and years. Sometimes you can't lose weight because your body's so deep, so toxic and your colon's mm -hmm. backed up, your liver's backed up. You got to do these cleanses, you know, because you just got to do what you got to do. Some people say, right. oh, I don't do all that. I'm just spiritual. I'm going to go to Dunkin' Donuts every day. Amen. Good luck. <laughs> That's where you really need to pray over your food because your food is really hurting you. Yeah, you have like a, you have like 15 cheeseburgers from McDonald's. You're like, Lord, bless this food to my body. Lord, yeah. the Lord's like, uh, exactly. you're, you're putting me between a rock and a hard place there. Yeah. Well, they, they'll quote the scripture. If I eat any deadly thing, it won't harm me. Yeah, but not if you know it's deadly, like if you accidentally. But um, yes. yeah, I mean, there's grace. Obviously, sometimes you travel and there's not much there. There's only McDonald's and you're starving. You have a chicken McNugget. You're not going to die. My, my right. point is, overall, you try to stay healthy. You're not, it's not legalism. It's just overall, we need to change right. stuff because the enemy is taking people out. During COVID, a lot of people died early because they yes. were not healthy, overweight. So when they caught COVID, they it just they just passed out. They, they were already kind of not healthy. So right. we don't want that. We want to be as healthy as possible. Superhuman, right? Where we're uncillables, where it's really hard to kill you. Like, man, they try to kill you. They just can't kill you. You know, they, they're trying. So yeah. So if you want to get the book, it's on the website, thegloryzone.org. Even age reversal, I talk a lot about age reversal. He renews your youth like the eagles. God can re mm -hmm. reduce years off your life. I mean, I'm 89. Look what God did for me. It's amazing. <laughs> what a testimony. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not 89. 78. No, I'm kidding. My, my media guy's looking at me. He, he started going like this, checking me out. <laughs> but uh, yeah. David's well, like, I'm not, I'm not sharing my real age. You're going to have to Google me for that. Yeah. Well, look, look at you. You're, you're 17. Look what God did. It's amazing. Yeah. I wish. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, yeah. So get the book. Cause I think we need that in, this, in these last days, you want to be as healthy as possible because the right. enemy is going to try to kill as many people on planet earth, especially Christians before the Lord returns as possible. And the Lord's trying to save as many as possible. So there's a battle of yes. who can, how many can I kill? The devil is going to try two thirds of the earth will be killed. The Bible says wars, mm -hmm. pestilence, sickness, persecution, and Jesus is trying to save as many physically and spiritually. Yeah, so let's so be the let's not make it easy for the devil to take us out. At least give him a make it hard for him, at least. Yep. Yep. So good. So you can find and David has a lot more um, books, too. He's written a lot on the glory. How many books have you written now, David? Probably like eight, seven, eight books. Um, yeah. If you want the glory books, you can get um, uh, I would start with mysteries of the glory. And that's how to shift from anointing, gifting to glory, like living. Then glory mm -hmm. invasion. Like how did Jesus go through walls? How do body parts get created out of nothing? That's not a healing. That's a creative miracle. Uh, government mm -hmm. glory, all that's on there. Then there's secrets of the glory. Like if I were to mentor you step by mm -hmm. step. And then there's the last, the newest one is limitless glory. Like you get a prophet word for the future, how to bring it into the present. Things that are maybe 10, 20 years down the line. But yep. in the glory realm, there's no time you can bring it into the present. And it's a whole teaching on that. There's a lot of different books. And Stephanie's got some on, if you're single and you like, why am I not married yet? Get her book. God is your matchmaker. Maybe it'll show you maybe what you're doing wrong. That's slowing it down or what you're doing. Just, just get it. All that stuff is good. It'll help you. Some she of you should are, have had a cameo on today's show. It's Val. This is airing Valentine's day. She could have came oh, on and talked about I had her do the interview, not me. I know. We're going to email Stephanie one. next time. Yeah. yeah have her do the next one. She'll do it. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Um, I, your books are great, David. I really recommend them. So thank you. thank you for being on with us today. It's a pleasure and an honor to have you. It's fun. Um, I know you guys were so blessed. Make sure you share your testimonies with yeah. us and we'll get those over um, to David and may God bless you on this beautiful 
day of love. Um, make sure you tell Jesus you love him. You don't want to miss tomorrow. I will be on with Krista Elijah. Love you guys so much. See you tomorrow. Bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.